Hey cuties, welcome to another episode of Mimi Said What? I'm Mimi Robinson, and this is my show where I have unfiltered girlfriend chatter with a dose of entertainment and a side of pop culture. I'm a dope-ass black woman who happens to be a wife, a mom, and still have a life of my own. Mimi update. This week, I don't know, I feel like this, this week was another emotionally exhausting week. So, let's see. I did have some joys, though. I had ordered two pair of sneakers. I'm a sneakerhead, and so these things bring me joy. Um, so I ordered two pair of sneakers from Puma, which were really dope. I like them a lot. Also, I had ordered this um, Barbie. This is going to sound crazy. I don't like Barbies. <laughs> Growing up, I definitely chose the side of Cabbage Patch Kids over Barbies. The pieces are all tiny and shit, and I don't have time for that. But what I do is I will buy the collectible Barbies. Do y'all do that? Now, I guess it would make sense if you are a Barbie lover. But like I said, I am not. But so far, I have a Misty Copeland collectible Barbie. I have the Katherine Johnson collectible Barbie, which is um, the mathematician that Taraji played in Hidden Figures. And this week, I got um, a collectible Barbie that is created in the likeness of the Brooklyn artist Basquiat. It's so dope. Matter of fact, I need to record um, some sort of content around it so I can post to the socials so you can see it. She is so dope. She has on a two-piece pantsuit and the pantsuit is designed in um, Basquiat's art. So freaking dope. So it's nice to have another one to my collection. Obviously, I I'm only ordering the black collectibles of people that I adore. I think Ava DuVernay had one that I wanted and I missed it. But um, yeah, so that brought me joy. Um, my son took his learner's test this week. He did not pass. He was disappointed. Um, but we had a good talk about it. And he just said he felt like he wasn't prepared which is interesting because I have on my to-do list to call the driving school. Like, why y'all ain't cover all these topics, man? We paid a lot of money for this. I got questions. Anyway, um, he did fairly well with what he could. He got to question 21 and there's 25 questions. So he and I had a good chat um, and then had some Chipotle for dinner. And so all is well. He's going to study um, the new book. We actually got the book from them and then he'll take it again. So Lesson learns, we don't always get it the first shot, but he still did um, a solid job. So, um, what else? Oh, son, more son stuff. So my son turns 16 in nine days. And so I spent my week getting ready for his birthday. Um, My son don't like to celebrate his birthday. (laughs) Like he just, he just don't. Um, He's like his daddy. And so... He is allowing me to do something small. So uh, I don't do big birthday parties for my kids' birthdays every year. That's just not a thing. Now, we celebrate every year, but you don't get a party. And so his last party, no, the last time he qualified for a party, that sounds awful, um, was 13 and he didn't want one. So his last party, like big birthday party was 10. And so... um, 
we had it. I rented out his martial arts studio and everything. Like, it was really nice. He had a good time. But he just thinks it's weird for people to stand around and look at him and smile in his face. <laughs> so, um, we always, like I said, celebrate. We'll do an activity. One year, he went, like, paintballing with his friends, and that was it. But we do always do a family dinner. Um, and that normally includes, obviously us four in my household, my in-laws, my mom, my sister, and then my brother and sister-in-law and their two girls. So um, we are going to do something small and low-key like that. Except for this year, family dinner will be at our house, <laughs> catered of course, because <laughs> I'm not cooking. And so um, it'll just be a handful of us here. And I'm going to do not quite a birthday parade because he's 16 and he don't want that shit, but um, more of a birthday drive-by kind of deal. So um, I gave them uh, like a window of time they can drive by, just text us when they're on their way. And so I'll have goodie bags and stuff like that to hand out. So I think it'll be really, really dope just for him to see his face, the faces of his friends. He hasn't seen them in so long. And even though he was like, eh, I know that he'll be restored in a different kind of way, right? Like we miss our friends. We miss doing the things we used to do and they're boys. Most of my boys, all of them aren't. So they'll be goofy and silly and laugh and joke at each other. And so I think that'd be dope. Um, I did get him his first birthday gift on yesterday. So I finally added him to my cell phone plan, y'all. <laughs> so for years now, Babe and I had just had him on a prepaid. Now, initially, we didn't want to jump out there. We needed to know if he was going to be responsible with his phone um, in use and in keeping up with it. And he has more than proven to do so. And so instead of buying cards for service every month, um, I went ahead and put him on my plan. And also he had been wanting to switch over to iPhone. He had been a Droid user. So went out, got him an iPhone 12, which is better than mine, but it was cheaper. So it worked out. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with my 11 Pro. Here's the gag. So there was all this talk about when you get the iPhone 12 and the new stuff. So you don't get earbuds with it anymore and you only get the lightning cord. You don't get the brick to charge it. Apple know that they are damn wrong for this. Alas, here we are. So um, I've been trying to put just a whole lot of energy in planning his birthday because creativity brings me happiness. Um, on election night, I opted to put some dining room chairs together with my husband and have brownies and ice cream. I was not getting sucked in. I didn't watch any of the coverage because sanity. Um, so yeah, so that is what Mimi's week was looking like. Ooh, update. Okay, so I told you I had gone to the doctors week before last. And so this week I did go and get my blood work done. So the last thing on the list is my mammogram and that's coming up later this month and we will talk about it. So that's it for the Mimi update. Okay, pop culture update. There is a lot-ish going on. Um, I'm trying to keep this short because our main topic is going to take so fucking long. Um, but I guess we'll start off with the sad news that um, Jeopardy host Alex Trebek has died. Um, he had been battling stage four pancreatic cancer and um, he died early Sunday morning, surrounded by his family and friends. And the show Jeopardy um, put out that announcement. Um, my mother is a diehard Jeopardy fan. Literally, she has been all my life. 
Now, Alex is 80, and I'm not sure how long he had been on Jeopardy, but I firmly recall that my mom watched Jeopardy every single day growing up. Like, don't call her, she's busy. Alex is on, and that is her man. On top of that, uh, my mom was like really good at answering the questions, which was crazy to me because how do you know this stuff? (laughs) But that was her show. So the minute I saw that, my first thought was, oh no, I need to call and check on my mother. She is not okay (laughs) because Alex is her man. Um, Oh, so he's been hosting Jeopardy since 1984. That's a long, can you imagine having one job that long? Like you literally have to love your job to be on your job that long. I have, my present job is the job I've been on the longest and I've been there 12 years. And that just seems like, oh my gosh, that's so long. But that ain't shit. This man was on his job for 36 years. Now, I do know other people in the federal government who have worked for, you know, long periods of time. But damn, like that's literally the majority of my lifetime. Um, So, yeah, definitely sad news. Um, He had talked a lot about pancreatic cancer. Here's the crazy thing is November is Pancreatic Cancer Awareness Month. Um, In years past, I've shared my cousin's story. Um, She died at 40 a few years ago from stage four pancreatic cancer. Um, So damn, that's sad. All right, we can't wallow in our sadness. Let's move on to some more exciting news. So Cori Bush becomes Missouri's first black congresswoman. Oh. We still out here being the first. So she was elected as the first black congresswoman from the state of Missouri. Ever. (laughs) She's representing the first district. And that includes St. Louis. So she is in charge of the Lou. Listen, y'all. She received 84.3% of the votes. 84.3? She ran against Anthony Rogers, who's a Republican, who only received 13.9. Clearly, they didn't want that fool in office. I don't know who he is, but it was very, very clear that he was not the chosen one. So uh, moving on. So in Miami-Dade County, they have decided to rename a street in honor of Trayvon Martin. So Trayvon Martin was murdered by George Zimmerman eight years ago in Miami-Dade County. And so the community is honoring his life by naming a street after him. I think this took place on November 5th. And so uh, 199th Street Northeast, 16th Avenue is Trayvon Martin Avenue. And so that is located where his high school was located. So um, his classmates, no, not classmates. It's been eight years. Those are not classmates. Um, so I'll say the students of the school that he once attended um, will now see this every day whenever they return back to school. So um, I guess progress, so to speak. All right, moving on. So the choreographer behind Single Ladies and WAP wants to own his dances. Y'all, I'm here for this shit. I'm here for this 100%. So his name is uh, Jaquel Knight, 
and he has a really strong position and I agree. So he said that he was left to the life of Instagram posts and Twitter to prove um, what he and other choreographers do for work, like what they did, like they are reduced down to just what people post on Instagram. And you know what? He's right. He's absolutely right. Because before now, I had no idea who he was. None. So um, I read this in essence. So thanks to essence for shining a light on um, this particular story. So celebrities always get all the credit, right? All they did was learn the moves that somebody else taught them. They didn't create those moves. So single ladies, all the single ladies, everybody knows the choreography. Hell, even SNL did a whole skit with Justin Timberlake on single ladies. And WAP has been, the dance routine has been viral. It was all over TikTok. It was everywhere. Listen, I even saw somebody recreate one doing with Joe Biden this weekend of him doing the WAP routine. Why? I don't know why that was necessary. But um, yeah, when they go viral, only the artist is credit, celebrity artist, music artist, I mean, is credited with those moves, not the choreographer. But those are their talents. That's their hard labor. And that is their work. So Knight, who is 31 years old, has been working with Beyonce since he was 18. And he's had a lot of hand in some of her most memorable visual performances, such as 2013 and the 2016 Super Bowl performances, which we saw Lemonade, another viral one, Baychella, another viral one, and then most recently Black is King. If he can pull this off, and I feel like he should under some copyright laws. I don't feel like that should be hard, um, but this would be big for dancers. This would really change the game of choreography. So shout out to him for being a change maker. That's dope as hell. Um, in other news, Lakeith Stanfield is supposed to play the first African samurai in a new Netflix anime series. This is according to Entertainment Weekly. Um I think that's hella dope, but especially because my teenager is into Japanese anime. He watches hours and hours and hours of it. And so um, I'm excited to share this with him. So Lakeith was in Get Out. Lakeith was also in The Photograph and probably some other films that I can't particularly name right now. But those are the two that come to the top of my mind so far. So that's really awesome. They don't have a release date for that yet, so I'm not sure when that will take place. Um, Blackish. So Blackish teased us with a commercial for the next episode, which will air on November 18th. And guess what? It is the wedding day for Pops and Ruby. Their second wedding day. <laughs> Cannot wait. Now, I wonder if that means that is that the official kickoff to their spinoff show, Oldish? We're going to have to stay tuned, but I got questions. Just know I got questions and I will be tuned in front and center. I might even don my best uh, wedding outfit because why not? Whew. All right. So Netflix, Ugh, Netflix is bae. Y'all already know that. But Netflix posted that their ever so popular show, You, has returned to production that's right. Season three is coming, y'all. Now, I don't know how long it takes <laughs> to record, edit, produce, fancy, zhuzh, whatever, and get that shit out onto my phone or my tablet or whatever. But I am excited to know that they are at least at work. Y'all, this is what it has come down to. This pandemic really, 
oh, put a monkey wrench in it. Um, so that means you, if you have not watched you on Netflix, which is the most bizarrely entertaining and mind boggling show you could ever watch. You got time to get caught up on season one and two before season three is ready out the gate. All right, boom. So what else? Operation Christmas dropped on Netflix on November 5th and I haven't watched it yet. I was about to and then I don't know, something else happened and so I didn't get to put any energy in it. So I'm gonna watch it today. But Operation Christmas Drop is a 2020 Christmas romantic comp. Aren't they all romantic comp? Whatever. Um, so it is from a screenplay which is interesting. The film stars Cat Graham and Alexander Ludwig and is loosely based on a real life U.S. Air Force Operation Christmas Drop humanitarian mission. So um, I'll check it out and then we can talk a little bit more about it on next week and let me know if you've seen it. All right. Last but certainly, certainly not least, we have our first black woman to direct a Marvel Studios movie. Oh, come on, 2020. So filmmaker Nia DaCosta is going to direct Captain Marvel 2. She will make history as the first black woman to direct a Marvel Studios movie, according to Deadline. (sighs) Dear Hollywood. Also Disney. I feel like Disney be snubbing um, the black people. Now, I know Marvel has made um, some progress because they had uh, Ryan Coogler, but he's a man. Which I get, but still groundbreaking because first black guy. Anyway, um, so now we have a woman to add to the roster. So um, she has previously directed uh, an indie film called Little Woods. And she's also tapped by Jordan Peele to direct his Candyman reboot, which comes out next next year. Um, I largely don't watch Jordan Peele's little scary funny movies because scary. So I won't watch it, but y'all do check it out. So that is all for our pop culture update. Okay, so let's get into what Mimi is watching. Mimi didn't watch a whole lot this week. I didn't. Um, I did watch Netflix movie Holiday, which was so fucking funny. Oh my God. Go and watch it, okay? Like legit, go and watch it. Okay, so this movie is... It's... uh, It's a romantic comedy-ish, but it's more heavy on the comedy than the romance. So this unlikely pair are fed up being single on the holidays and um, they decide to be each other's platonic plus one all year long. Now, imagine this stranger that you run into, you give him hell and then y'all decide to be friends and you decide, okay, well, I don't want to be the single person at the next event I need to go to. So you're going to be my automatic plus one, no matter what it is. So we're going to a wedding. We're going to a holiday dinner. uh, Maybe I have a gala I need to attend. Like whatever that event is, like you're my plus one. But we ain't a couple. We just cool. That's the premise of it. It's funny as shit. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Do yourself a favor. Pour yourself a glass of wine or get you a bowl of ice cream or hell do both if your stomach can handle it. But do watch it. It's hilarious. Um, because of the election and all of the hoo-ha leading up to it and then all of that, um, I spent a lot of my time this week binge watching A Different World on Prime Video, which is why I don't have a lot of TV to add to this (laughs) segment this week. (laughs) But 
self-preservation is important. So there's that. I did make time to watch Very Vintage Christmas, which is a Lifetime movie that stars Tia Mori Hardrick. It is a romantic comedy because all Christmas movies, <laughs> but it was good. I actually enjoyed it. Um, the storyline... I don't know. I feel like it was just a little bit different. It had a little tinge of extra magic, which I thought was dope. Um, so you can watch it. I'm sure it's on On Demand. And hell, it's just early November. So they about to run this shit and rerun this shit until Christmas time. So you got time to check it out. But it was pretty good. Um, and then lastly, I watched the Blackish episode. It was episode five, I think it was. And it, the title of it is called Age Against the Machine. I already tell y'all, always tell y'all, Blackish always gets it right. So this episode is about Junior being an activist via social media, right? So he's doing it for the gram and his dad, Andre, um, played by Anthony Anderson is all like, you ain't changing shit. Like that ain't the way to do it. So in true fashion, right? He's comparing to comparing it to how they did it in his day and not seeing the value in how our kids, um, and kids, kids um, are doing it in this generation. So it was a very good conversation. It was a very good lessons learned, um, a bridging of the gap and sharing perspectives and stuff. Again, always very well done. Um, That's a great one to watch with your children too. It's a great episode, not even just your children. It's a great episode showing the differences, but yet bridging a gap between generations. So do check it out. Y'all, on the third day, democracy has risen. That is a very direct quote from one Kerry Washington. We have a black vice president elect by the name of Kamala Harris. Woo! Y'all. So I told you earlier that I had not been sucked into the election stuff on election night. Um, I probably didn't get into it a little bit until day two, the evening of day two, just chatting with um, two of my friends because they were very much watching it. And so I got sucked in a little bit, just going, we were only, I was only sucked into the part about um, the possibility of Biden and Harris winning and what states they flipped, what states that they still needed and how many electoral votes they got for each state. I have never done that before. Like, I never get into that. Also, it's not normally this stressful and this close and all of that. So there's that part too. But there's a lot going on. So let's talk about it. But the topic for this segment is that is Madam Vice President to you. Hell yeah. So, all right. A few things to note. So this is a quote from the Washington Post. And they said, exit polls showed that once again, black women put the Democratic Party on their backs with 91% of black women voting for the Biden-Harris ticket. The highest percentage of any racial group. You're not surprised. America constantly gives us their ass to kiss. And we still dig them out and save them every fucking time in georgia stacy abrams emerged as a black political super heroine her voting rights organization fair fight helped register 800,000 voters 800,000 voters and it helped deliver the traditionally red state to blue 
Yes, the fuck it did. So we definitely gave Stacey Abrams her roses a few days ago on social. Like you could not see a post that did not include her. If you did not, you following the wrong people. Get your shit together. Um, she put her state on her back and she carried them every step of the way. So Stacey ran for governor against Brian Kemp in 2018. And of course there was voter suppression because white men, they don't want to lose to a woman but especially a black woman. Here's the thing. They be so fake cocky acting, but if you so cocky, why you gotta suppress the votes? Why they, Why the chips just can't fall where they may? Because you know that they not gonna fall in your favor. Ugh. So she lost by 55,000 votes. Now Stacy is having the last laugh for sure. For sure. She put a whole new meaning to when they go low, we got high. She went so damn high that Kemp won't ever be able to touch her. He owes her everything. Do you hear me? Uh, this was definitely um, just further proof that if you ever think for one second that your vote doesn't matter, that um, this was a day to remember and a moment to take in. Georgia has not been blue in three decades. Three decades. When I say they celebrated in the streets, they celebrated in the streets and it was well deserved. So um, we already know black women are magical. That's why people like to steal our style and call it their own. So now we have at least 131 women, not just blacks, all women, who will serve in the 117th U.S. Congress. That's pretty dope. Um, that's a record that surpasses um, 2019 when they had 127 women who were sworn in. Um, so those numbers are according to the Center for American Women in Politics. Now, we voted for Bo, uh, for Bo. We voted for Biden and Kamala. And it was... It was a win, obviously, but y'all, it was so close. It's like, dear America, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> like, I'm so overjoyed that they won, but why, why are we still here? So let's get into some numbers real quick. But first, did y'all watch? Did y'all watch the speech that she and President-elect Biden gave in Delaware, which was really dope. I don't typically watch them. Matter of fact, I've not watched since the Obamas, honestly. Um, President Obama, both terms, was the very first time where I was genuinely invested and interested in watching the inaugural balls. I mean, any anything, anything. That was the first time. Last year was such a fucking disappointment. Not last year. Four years ago was such a disappointment. Um, like, it just was. Hillary had a chance to make history, but in true fashion, um, white women and white men largely voted against her. That's just, that is statistical. That is not my opinion. That is very factual, very Googleable information. So 74 million people voted and had been counted and still counting. Well, I don't know who's still counting, but whatever. 74 million votes. We'll say 74 million plus votes. 
That is the most votes ever. Biden won with the most votes ever cast in the history of the United States. It's, this is history making on top of history making. Oh, there are levels to this. So Wisconsin was a state that flipped. Georgia was a state that flipped. Pennsylvania was a state that flipped. Nevada was a state that flipped. Uh, Michigan and Arizona. Arizona, it had been 24 years. I already told you it had been three decades for Georgia. I'm not sure how long it had been for the others, but a long fucking time. But a change has come. So um, one of the really uh, dope quotes from Kamala when uh, she spoke the other night in Delaware was that I may be the first woman in this office. I will not be the last because every little girl watching tonight sees that this is a country of possibilities and to the children of our country, regardless of your gender, our country has sent you a clear message. Dream with ambition, lead with conviction, and see yourselves in a way that others may not, simply because they've never seen it before. But know that we will applaud you every step of the way. Y'all, this has been an emotional week. It has been so many highs and so many lows. Like it has just been like, I hope everybody is exercising self-care um, to the highest magnitude because the week was just so emotionally exhausting. Like it was a lot. <laughs> It reminds me of the movie Inside Out, right? So on the back and you see them pressing all of the buttons. Oh, we're excited. Oh, we're sad. Oh, we're anxious. Oh, we're wor-. like we were all of those things. All of those things. Whew. Now we can relax. Well, <laughs> 91% of black women can relax. The 55% of white women that voted for a man that is okay with grabbing them by the pussy. Well, <laughs> maybe they not relax. But whatever. So um, clearly that means that there's still work to be done. Um, there is a lot of work to be done. America just does not want to not be racist and sexist and classist and all those other things. At least half of it. So there is that part. Um, but 55% of these white women who I'm sure a good amount of them have children, have daughters, Supported a man who was like, yeah, grab him by the pussy. That baffles my mind. Like, I just cannot wrap my mind around you being okay with that. This is why I do not go to these movement rallies. Because you bitches ain't moving for me. Or the people that look like me. Like, I can't rock with that. So, Kamala holds the highest seats in the government for any woman. I feel like January can't come fast enough. Like it just can't. Like go on and get the swearing in. Go ahead and get it in because we ready. Now, I'm sure Twitter and the likes are going to be a shit show for the next few months. But <laughs> oh, we can endure because joy comes in the morning. So. Kamala is the first black verse vice president. She is the first woman vice president. She is the first black person as a vice president. She is the first daughter of an immigrant as vice president. She is the first biracial vice president. 
and she walked out to the motherfucking stage in Delaware to a Mary J. Blige song. Listen, I'm celebrating everybody black, okay? Rooting hard for everybody black. Um, When she hit that stage, first of all, it immediately made me realize that I needed to go and grab my thigh high boots so that I could uh, dip it and do it as I was watching her strut across the stage in her white Olivia Pope suit. She was ready. She was so ready. Like she looked good. Um, It was crazy how um, and I want my initial thought is to say how the world was taken aback by her and Joe's speech, but we weren't. We just had not seen people move with such style and grace in so long that we probably overly appreciated them being just articulate people. We appreciated them greatly for not being a fucking three ring circus. And that's sad that (laughs) that is what we've had for the last four years. So you you almost forget what life was like when Obama would crush it with his eloquent speeches. He was a person for the people in the way that Kamala and Joe are. They're not so far out of touch with the people. They aren't used to just this life where they have a silver spoon handed to them their entire life. And they don't know what it's like to struggle or to be um, treated differently or any of that. Like they have real life experiences um, that we have. They are in touch. Um, Obviously because of who they are now, they aren't in a position to be pulled over unjustly by the police. But prior to this, they were. And if they weren't who they are now, if they didn't hold those titles, they still would be. So there's that part. Um, It was a really nice setup in Delaware, um, the way they pulled it off. The light show and the fireworks was so bomb. They had Biden lit up in lights and then Harris lit up in lights. And um, they had the map of the United States. Like it was just really dope how they put that together. So he is 46 and she is 49. Damn, y'all. We hope we get here, but we weren't sure that we would get here. We really weren't. So women who fought and sacrificed so much for equality and liberty and justice for all, including the black women who are often, too often overlooked, but so often prove they are the backbone of democracy. Um, that's another quote from Kamala, but it's so true. It's so true. Like I said, we have to save America every single time. We cannot count on our female counterparts to do the same. Um, let's be very clear that I know Kamala is not perfect. Um, Joe is not perfect. And there are some things in both of their track records that are a bit questionable, um, And our celebratory moments, we are not dismissing those things, but what we are doing is giving them a chance to get it right. So you can choose to spend your energy tearing them down, or you can relish in this historical moment and then hold them accountable going forward. That's what the fuck you do. As a grown-up, that's what you do. What if somebody just completely wrote you off forever for the unfavorable decisions that you made? You will be mad. But 
Uh, one of the things about social media is it is the great gift and curse because the same people who will build you up will tear you down and they flip flop very frequently. Um, so I've told y'all before that I do social media management and I've had to block people for the comments that, that they have left under some of my clients pages. Now, um, most of my clients are black women and some of the cos- the comments are just quite disgusting. Like, if you don't agree with it, if you don't like it, move the fuck on. Nobody's making you type. What you type don't make them shit. Like, this is just wasted energy. Also, this is why black women are the least protected. This is why. This kind of behavior is why. Now, some of the other joys that have come along have been the memes. They have been incredible. The internet is always undefeated, always undefeated. They always have time, okay? Um, the, I've seen some incredible videos that were like edited with voiceovers and um, <laughs> the graphics of replacement faces and stuff have been outstanding. Like people are talented. And they don't hesitate to pull out their talents. Like my mind was blown. So one of my favorite posts um, on the social comes from Levy. And Levy's post says the following people. Well, we can't tell the following people a damn thing henceforth. Black women. HBCU graduates. Howard alum. AKAs. Jamaicans. Indians, ATLians, Philadelphians, Detroiters, and Stacey Abrams. If you fall in any of those one or one of those categories, just know people can't tell you shit. Now, if you fall in two or more, oh, they definitely can't tell you shit. Don't don't allow them. Don't allow them to steal your joy. They ain't give it to you. They can't take it away. Um, that, that made me giggle. It made me giggle a lot because you goddamn right. (laughs) We out here like some motherfucking peacocks. (laughs) Chest poked out, shoulders up. We ready. Um, so one, uh, one of the other quotes that I saw on social, it was a tweet actually that I loved was live your life in such a way that the entire planet does not dance in the street when you lose your job. Do y'all know how deep that is? The world has been celebrating the win of Biden and Harris. On the news, they were talking about the tweets that other prime ministers and presidents and dignitaries from other countries sent congratulating um, Joe and Kamala. And one of them in particular that stuck out to me (laughs) said that they look forward to building bridges and not walls. The other one said, welcome back, America. And I was like, damn, yo, welcome back, America. We literally fell off for four years. Do you know what that would mean for your personal life if you just fell the fuck off for four years? For four years, y'all? For four years, we've been an invisible shit show. Like that, that just blew my mind. The other thing I was shocked about was how emotional this moment made me. Um, And I've heard a lot of others and I've talked to my girlfriends. Like I have even seen people post like just real tears and like 
damn, I think we collectively have had a sigh of relief, (laughs) which is crazy, um, but much needed. And it doesn't suddenly fix the world, but I think it definitely restores some hope and faith that things will be different. Um, And that is... That is that is a very emotional feeling. Um, so I watch SNL. So SNL on Saturday night was hosted by Dave Chappelle. <laughs> he had on a goddamn suit and sneakers, which is funny because Dave Chappelle don't normally dress up. He had on a blue suit. Um, the musical guest was the Foo Fighters. Um, but they did a good job. He had a good speech. It was funny. He t- <laughs> One of the things he said was how black people have had to learn to survive for forever. And so um, he understands that some white people are really struggling. And so they should just come on over and get them some Negro lessons on how to survive. And that shit tickled my spirit. (laughs) I'm not teaching nobody how to survive. It's survival of the fittest. Only the strong survive. If you you ain't win and you can't figure it out, don't come to me. Because I'm not a helping hand for you. I don't recall anybody helping us out when, uh, when we felt this way four years ago. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> you got to get your own. Um, so uh, Jim Carrey has been playing Biden. And um, <laughs> of course, they did a skit. And Maya Rudolph has been playing Kamala. When I say they nail her suit, I don't know how they did it and who did it. But she had on the exact same outfit that Kamala had on just a few nights prior um, in Delaware. Like down their costume department is bomb. It's so bomb. So um, there's a part of a skit on that episode where um, Jim Carrey and Maya are together as Biden and Kamala. And Jim Carrey as Biden busts out the le who, the her, and I lost it, y'all. I have been a Jim Carrey fan for many years. I like his brand of fuckery in his movies. And that shit just cracked me up. It immediately made me want to go and watch Ace Ventura Pet Detective. (laughs) It was so funny. I don't know. This week has been, it's been a lot. Um, One of the skits they mentioned, uh, Kamala was saying to the kids, like, if your mom is laughing, it's because she drunk. If she crying, it's because she drunk. If she's laughing and crying back and forth, it's because she's drunk. If she's dancing. <laughs> and because we, we've been celebrating, it is worthy of a celebration. Even if it's but for a moment. As black women, we felt seen and we felt heard. And between Stacy and Kamala and many other black women, um, Simone worked on the... Um, the Biden campaign trail and even Kerry Washington, like she did a whole lot of just grassroots movement. Like there have been Angela Ra, there have been a ton of incredible black women really, really driving the machine. And so um, kudos to us, kudos to us. We always talk about black girl magic. We were destined to be magical as fuck. And We just got to keep giving the people what they need, despite how they treat us. So with that, y'all, we 
have a vice president that has a vagina and looks like us. I always tell y'all I'm a dope-ass black woman, but y'all some dope-ass black women too. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mimi Said What? If you like it, love it, and want some more of it, please rate the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and leave a review. I will greatly appreciate it. You can follow me at Mimi Cute Lips everywhere on social. And as you continue the conversation, don't forget to use hashtag Mimi Said What? You no longer need a reminder to vote because we fucking did that, y'all. Until next time, cuties.